Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, January 12th. Mm-hmm. I believe you. One, one, two, two, one, two, two. What? One, one, two, two, two. Are you talking in binary right now? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host and younger brother, Daniel. That's right. I'm here too. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Uh, hopefully you're having a better year than I am after, you know, the story, the shower story from last week. Yep. Have another story for you today. What happened now? Okay. So podcast days and bathrooms. I don't know what's... What's the coincidence <laughs> with something um, today? I was, um, well, I, I was going number one, right, in the restroom. And then I'm pulling my pants up because I'm done. And, I had, and you're not done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm worried. It's, it's a lazy day. I had jogging pants on. I had my earphone in my pocket. And uh, it, it fell? It fell out into the toilet as it's flushing. So it's gone. It's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Is this new? Y- yes. My new earphones I bought like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, you are... It's. It felt so clumsy. <laughs> How do you do that? I feel so. I feel like so clumsy. I feel like I'm like a Tim Allen movie or something. I've seen you use these like once, and they're gone. I I really like them too. <laughs> I have the other one still. It wasn't both. It was one of them, but it's you, gone forever. If you listen to the other one, you could hear the missing one. I, I put it in my ear. I could hear the ocean. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Twenty twenty two is it's already worse than twenty twenty one. Down the drain. I just can't be in the bathroom on podcast day. I guess I think that's the formula. That's the coincidence. What's the? Uh, is it barely in your pocket? Do you have really loose pockets? Yeah, it's. I'm like wearing baggy jogging pants. It's a lazy day right now. We. It should be like deep in there, like hard to fall out. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I can't explain it. it just oh, I. Popped. You were sitting down. No. Okay. No. I'm a man. <laughs> No, I was not. I should be more responsible for my earphones, though. It should have been yes. in its case. I'll have, give it you that. Have you ever had the wireless earbuds before? Like- uh, you know what? Yeah, I have, and I've lost some before oh, in the past. Okay. All right. I actually lost one running on a treadmill. Like yeah. I plopped it down in the in the case, and then the case fell over off the treadmill, and then like the earphone went underneath a different treadmill, and it's pretty much just so deep in there that I kind of just gave up and just like went home. Oh, God. So, oh, <laughs> those were God. cheap earphones. I didn't care about those. Like at all ran away i just uh, someone will pick that up years from now and they'll be like okay i could just toss this someone just threw that in the toilet (sighs) (laughs) i'm gonna have one earphone in my ear all year long until i can afford to get another pair you could buy just individual ear ones i think can you if it's like a popular brand oh airpods you can i I, i'm gonna look into the packaging i think i still have it maybe there's a warranty if you for some reason drop an earphone in the toilet (laughs) i don't think there's a warranty for that (laughs) i had like my, my pants were halfway up to and i just was staring in the toilet like oh my god are you kidding me okay let's say it didn't flush and you were able to save it if if that was the case yeah you know it was it was number one it wasn't number two i i'm fine with my but i would have picked it out i would have used it again i would have cleaned it off dried it Mm -hmm. out disinfected it that uh, shove it in your ear yeah okay i I don't don't know know if i I, you don't know if you would would. it was like it was like a little bit of one it wasn't a big okay so it was in number one but that bowl has been used for number two (laughs) 
I might have. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it's good that it, it, flushed. it, it flushed. Yeah. Did not put me in that situation mm-hmm. to possibly, I don't know, lose an ear because of it or something. <sighs> yeah. I wouldn't have used it anyway. So the moment it fell in, it'd be like, it's gone. <sighs> I'm questioning if it gets stuck in the toilet for some reason and I could play Kanye and maybe my, my toilet has music. <laughs> it's, it's a plus. Like it's like a Japanese fancy toilet. It plays music. It's got a Bluetooth speaker in it. So you're going to buy another pair? I think so. I just feel like, ugh, 20, thanks, 2022. Let me introduce you to these things called wired earbuds. I've they, had them before. They don't fall out because they're wired. Yeah, I've had them before and they're awesome. But in the year, in the day of Bluetooth earbuds, it's not it's not an option anymore almost, you know. There's a reason there's a case so yeah. they don't fall out. Yeah, that was dumb. I, I'll give you that. Why did you not have it in the case? I was, it was like, you know, a busy day. Like I, I had like them in my ear and then I was like, I'm running to just, I didn't have, want to listen to music while I'm going for some reason, whatever. Jeez. And then I just feel so dumb. So, so dumb, Daniel. So dumb, Daniel. I was worried when I first got my AirPods. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's so easy to lose. But actually, I've had them for like three years and I never lost one. Okay. You're just bragging right I'm now? I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. I care about my stuff. Well, yours are broken, right? Because uh, uh, I've had them for so long, not two weeks, and then lost it. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, you had a cracked phone for a while, didn't you? Huh? No. It's, the screen it was like barely cracked. It still worked fine. All right. Okay. I never... I I never had a crack, I've toilet. never had a cracked screen before. All right. Well, uh, that was for a long time because okay. I had the cheap phones that just don't crack, but whatever. You drop it in the toilet, it just didn't crack. Yeah. <laughs> still used it. Still usable. All right. No. I'm sorry you're having such a bad year. It's it's the small things. It's not really a big deal, but it it is like sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks. sucks. It's not bad that bad. It just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you'll have a better rest of the January and forever. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you uh, let our new listeners know for the new year how the show works? All right. Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, first we start up with the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This one, this time we're going to do one featuring Peacemaker. It's called Multiversity Pax Americana. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, what type of entertainment we've taken in this week. Do you listen to stuff with just one ear? bud i do actually do yeah because you have no choice i have no choice all All right right. let's get into the news all right spider-man yeah no way home in spite of the pandemic yeah it's like sony's highest grossing movie of all time wow it really is something like that yeah that's impressive yeah considering situation people were thinking movie theaters are done yeah right but every other movie to come out i don't think has done as good wow okay Uh, like comparatively there's there's some that are above it outside the pandemic before the pandemic yeah i think since like endgame this is the highest grossing movie okay what if it was out of the pandemic do you think no way home had a chance to beat out uh, infinity no, war i don't think just because it's just spider-man mm-hmm. it's not as grand yeah it's not every avenger they ever had in one movie yeah that's true yeah right. just every spider-man it is a long it is a longer legacy yeah i guess in the movie verse you know yeah but you know it did come out in the pandemic and mm-hmm. still did it incredible absolutely yeah. shattered but sony i don't think has trust in their other movies to do that why would you say that i mean everyone loves 
everyone loves comic book things nowadays. You just plop it a thing on the screen, people are going to watch it, right? I think what it is is um, the time of year. So mm. Spider-Man came out in the winter, like in December, when people were kind of like maybe had more free time. Yeah, holiday season. So you want to release your next movie when people kind of have free time again, like a spring break kind of time. Oh, right. That makes sense. Not end of January where no one really wants to go to the movie theater. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the mindset, at least for Morbius. Morbius. Okay, so it looks like this uh, movie we've been waiting on has been delayed yet again three more months. April 1st. Should have been out end of this month, January 28th. It could be a joke, April 1st. Oh, mm. what if they just release it the end of this month? End of this month? <laughs> January Fools. <laughs> well, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking too forward into Morbius compared to like other comic book movies, but yeah. I kind of thought we're kind of done with delaying comic book movies because of the pandemic or whatever, or are there other reasons? you think um i think the other reasons are maybe it's not that good <laughs> okay they're just not confident in it i mean from the stuff i've seen because they showed like previews and little clips and stuff yeah yeah it does look kind of good like i'd say as good as the first venom movie i think it has potential to be that good yeah there's no uh signs it's gonna be amazing though so maybe maybe the reason they are pushing it back is because they have like positive feedback about it so like we have to save this to maximize the you know, profit. So like Venom 2, maybe they kind of thought like, this is, let's just get what we can out of it. So let's get, just release it. Get it over with. Yeah. Right. Whereas Morbius, they kind of want to, you know, release it on a time when people will maybe more more likely go watch it so they can maximize. So, because they think it's maybe better. Yeah. I, I guess it could have some distance from Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home, right? So mm-hmm. um, you're not overloading stuff. Or maybe it's just Spider-Man is doing better than they thought. So then, so then, then um, people are still going to go watch it right now. Um, is, that, is that? I don't think so. Yeah, because if if you were to release it right now, if it was in theaters today, I don't think I'd go watch it yet. Oh, you just don't care. Like, yeah, like, maybe be too close to Spider Man, or is you just don't care about the movie at all. Right now, yeah. in the condition of the world, I wouldn't go watch it yet. But April first, I might. So maybe that's why. Okay. Okay. More uh, more opportunity to watch it. Okay. I'm, yeah. There could there are some other rumors about it after the waves that No Way Home made. Mm-hmm. Is possibly maybe it's not tom holland's world it, you know signs point to it's not what if they have thoughts for andrew garfield to come back and connect it to that character it's they're gonna have to retcon i think because i think initially it was in tom holland's world yeah because vulture is in the trailer yes that's true yeah okay but i mean that's easily could they could just say like oh that's a multiverse whatever now wishy-washy type stuff again yeah, yet again they could just throw that under the rug they could delete that whole scene if they want they have time to do it now yeah or that could have been just an end credit scene that yeah. can definitely be just a follow-up stuff yeah but then there's the graffiti artwork of spider-man in the trailer that's right and that Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire's costume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe it's Tobey Maguire's world too. Maybe people like Tobey enough that they would connect it to that. I think he's done. He's done. Yeah. I think he's done. And I think Tom Holland wants a break. But I think Andrew Garfield's like, now's my time to come back. Give me more. Yeah. He's, he's willing to come back. That would be pretty uh, pretty amazing if he's the moving force to bring his character back considering how they did him dirty. I would want it. I liked Andrew Garfield the most as Spider-Man. And uh, last week we talked about how he could potentially be in Venom 3. Yeah, right. I would love that. And if you want to throw him in Morbius, I can't hurt. I would like that too. That's true. I, I As far as the cast goes for Morbius, I'm yeah. not super excited about it. Like, 
I see Leto sometimes. I think he's pretty great in yeah. some things, but I don't think he's going to take this that seriously considering, you know, his comic I, book work with Joker. Yeah. Joker is different, though. I think his Morbius, Dr. Morbius, is a little bit more, I don't know, not crazy. <laughs> yeah, not uh, eccentric. Yeah, as much. I like what I've seen in his Morbius more than what I've seen in his Joker. Mm, okay, yeah. I think that there's, I want more to bite on that character. But yeah. So, uh, he's a vampire. Uh, but... Uh, Sink your teeth into. Exactly. I think it doesn't have anything glaringly bla- bad about it like his Joker with yeah. his uh, crocodile suit or whatever. Yeah. The only thing is Morbius doesn't have enough face tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> There's time. You can have it later <laughs> in the movie. So in the trailer, he says, I am Venom, like as a joke. Yeah. So which which universe are we in now? Okay. So Venom has to exist, right? Or people know about it already and it's like on the news. Yeah. So it's Venom's, Tom, Hard- Tom Hardy's Venom. Yeah. Yep, I think because it could still be still for Grace Tom for Grace Venom. Jeez, oh, uh, so much uh, messiness here, but I think it's that world. So that it's already not Tom Holland's world, right? Yeah. Here's what the easiest, cleanest way to do it is: everything that is Sony made is Andrew Garfield Spider-Man world, and everything Marvel made, even though it's connected with Sony, it's MCU Tom Holland's world. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if that was a deal from the start with uh, Kevin Feige had that in plan and i don't think he had it uh, that planned yet but when sony of course they're going to keep making movies because they have these characters i think that's the best way to divide it right i was thinking well kevin definitely wanted spider-man obviously yeah but maybe just so that he doesn't have to get sony's kind of bad juju into his world he's like oh let's yeah. make it separate let's you know because mm-hmm. the original talks was it was going to be andrew garfield's spider-man oh really but then i think they nixed that when they're going to introduce him in civil war yeah so yeah. i think so they're like we want a fresh start if they had to do if they were putting spider-man in it they don't want the baggage of andrew garfield spider-man yeah, yeah. and the kind of the quality of movie of it in there is mm-hmm. you know yeah even though apparently everyone loves it now yeah <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> i feel the same way like i don't uh I, i'm not i'm not spoiled too much about it so let's let's just move on <laughs> But man. Yeah. Morbius not coming out till April. Could it get delayed again? Probably. Do we care is the Do question. Care. Yeah. <laughs> is this a new mutants again? Like we finally watch it and we're like, okay, no it's, one cares. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it has been pushed back more than New Mutants already. It has, yeah. Wow. Well, okay. I think we just got used to the pushback mm-hmm. by now. That because it should have came out July of 2020, right. not even last year, not even July of last year, July two July's ago. Yeah, and that was like smack dab when nobody wanted to go to the movie theater. Right. Yeah. It was everybody shut down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. But still, like over a year ago, like if I said July of last year, I'd be like. Yeah, it's pretty far away. It's further than that. It's a whole year before that. Jeez. And you think like Leto, he's really been, I think he maybe is ready to get out of the comic book movie game. Yeah. He's been pushed around. His scene's cut out of um, Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. This getting pushed back so much. He was in um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. That's true. So um, maybe he he might come back too for that. Who knows? Because <laughs> uh, I, I honestly did not mind his, his extra scenes in those. In, in that. In that version. 
Snyder Cuts version. Maybe he comes back in The Flash. That'd be cool. Do you want that? Because you hate his interpretation so much. You always say, Joker is not what? He doesn't get bottle service? Yeah, that's so not the Joker I think of and doesn't fit any Joker idea in my head. Like, it doesn't match. Yeah, he was, he was, there was so much pressure on that. And maybe it was just like they knew they were going to mess it up. <laughs> so just like, let's give it a, I don't like throw him under the rug. Before we can have a good one again, we just have to have a bad one. We need, we need a wash. We need to start from zero here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm not too excited about Morbius. I do want to see it, but if I could watch it streaming instead, I would do that. Yeah, it's that thing where Spider-Man Noah Home was so good. Yeah. It's got me juiced about this world again, but it's like, is that going to save what I think about Sony Spider-Man stuff right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> After Venom 2, you know, we might be on a downturn as far as the Sony spump stuff. I mean, they were barely an upturn. <laughs> yeah, Venom was a little bit of a saving grace, but then again, it was not, it was an infinity. <laughs> yeah i think in marvel in, in the mcu because now i have to clarify which marvel i'm talking about right for sure um i think their future is going to be like very different because like going in the first 10 years of the, the infinity saga yeah you could kind of see where they're going it's easy now in hindsight but like once they said like Infinity Stones and stuff, it's like, okay, they're going to lead to the gauntlet and then the fight with Thanos. Yeah. The Infinity Stones were literally stepping stones to get to where you're going. Yeah. Right. It's like a roadmap. Right. Yeah. Every movie had to fit that storyline in it a little bit. No doubt. Yeah. Now I think they're doing multiverse stuff, right? Obviously. Loki and Doctor Strange and, and um, even in Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's almost like anything can happen. Yeah. Literally. I think they're going to lead to Secret Wars and, and Battle Wars. Battle world. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're talking about this a bit about yeah. how the comic book story goes, mm-hmm. and it could lead to Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah, and that's gonna be a big a character, and that is a big component of the latest Secret Wars. Because in Secret Wars, a lot of the important characters in the newer Secret Wars, not the classic one. Yeah, the newer one, it was involving a lot of like the new iterations of Marvel characters. Yeah, like a whole bunch of different Thors. Right. In that one, so like Jane Foster Thor was important, and like. Captain America, but the Sam Wilson one. Yes, that's right. So like a lot of the things that have happened in the MCU now, I think it's going to be big later on. And it's kind of like supported by a leaked image of like a Marvel promo art and like Jane Foster is like, like right in the middle kind of. Yes, Jane Foster. Now this is big spoilers. This is leaked stuff but just warning you for what comes next. If this is real. If it's real. It looks pretty good art and it, but it is like concept art, right? Yeah. Um, Jane Foster's there rocking the full uh, Thor uniform yeah. form of the Thor look she has in the comic book. Uh, pretty awesome but there's also another Thor in the picture, right? Chris Hemsworth Thor is still next to her. Yes. And he has different costume (laughs) just say that uh this is like a totally different look not so much the uh metallic like like shiny chrome armor he has usually it's yellow and blue in a very uh like power rangers type look or something it it doesn't look like anything thor i've seen him wherever yeah and also he has a helmet much like jane foster where like covers the top half of his face yeah and then almost like wolverine-esque like wing things on the side of his head wingtip ears yeah yeah you know what it kind of looks like just from the top of the helmet it almost because it's yellow it kind of reminds me of black knight costume from the comics yeah okay 
Okay, yeah, right. Because Black Knight has like a like a helmet, but mm-hmm. the covered eyes still, yeah, right? And it yeah. kind of goes down the side of his face. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like Black Knight's helmet. Like, I wonder if this will lead into Black Knight wearing that later. Oh, just to connect the two characters? Yeah. Possibly. I guess they kind of invoke uh, old-timey stuff, right? Medieval versus Norse type of thing. He's holding Stormbreaker. Yes. When I think um, Jane Foster will be holding like a rebuilt Mjolnir. Oh, okay. Where like you could see the cracks where it broke. A different like a uh, reconstructed Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I- tape taped together. <laughs> she gives the hand-me-downs is what you're saying? <laughs> That's kind of rude. Uh, this this Thor costume, I you think it's a miss? It's a yes. big, big miss. I don't. I mean, just from the artwork, uh, hopefully it looks better on screen, but the artwork looks, I'll say bad. Oh, really? I'm going to say bad. Jane Foster looks better. I, I like how she looks. She looks like the comic book character. Yeah. But Thor, Chris Hemsworth Thor, it's straight up like yellow and blue, like you said, like Power Rangers. But the Power Rangers, that was not good anymore. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we're uh, in sync here. It's like past my generation of star wars where it's i mean of power rangers sorry where it's just like pretty lame now i, I i'm not into it's like it. power rangers asgard yeah there you go <laughs> um also in the poster um obviously spider-man's up front we see star lord and groot um shang chi is there and then smart hulk is in the background along with like Captain America and Iron Man, but they're like faded out as if they're not like, it's just, hey, remember them? But they're not showing them anymore. They're like half transparent. So it looks, it's like a reminiscing type thing in the background with Mm. these characters. And then in in the foreground, we have the new look of all the characters and the new characters mixed in. So we have like this new Avengers team. Miss Marvel's a part of it. Um, And then cut off, you can only see like an arm and a leg, but it looks like a Black Panther costume. Yeah. I think so. With like the claw hands and the black suit, right? Right. Now, uh, what are they going to do with Black Panther uh, for uh, Wakanda Forever? I don't know, but it it does look like a, a male is in this costume, right? Yeah. And there like, are rumors mm-hmm. already in Wakanda Forever is going to be Letitia Wright to take up the Black Panther mantle. But it doesn't look like she would fit this costume. You're right. Yeah. And again, we only see an armor leg, so could barely can confirm it's Black Panther, but it's an all black costume with like purple highlights streaks yeah so it looks a lot like maybe the older black panther already claws too yeah so this could have very well been like a very old old rendered maybe poster do you think that they just got leaked (sighs) now and has like thors on it yeah it's possible right if they 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 plant stuff way ahead right yeah maybe but also like it's so much purple it doesn't even look like like even endgame black panther costume necessarily yeah i think it could be a totally different new black panther wearing this costume Mm -hmm. who is it then like one person i know it's not is okoye because she's also in the poster that was a rumored possible um, replacement for black panther taking up the mantle was okoye being the new black panther um but it's not there she's in the photo also in this rendered image Uh, could this could they revive killmonger and make him we've talked about this already make him the good guy and be the black panther um i could see why i don't know like i see why people like would want that it's michael b jordan he's great yeah he is great in the first one but does that kind of dilute his character from the first one i think it does and considering how much of an antagonistic force he was during the first yeah. one it doesn't make sense also in what if it proves like he's very bad he's the worst of the worst <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna be even worse than that any universe yeah he's the worst yeah <laughs> 
so is this just a new person? I don't know. Just totally personal from left field we don't know about. Pretty muscular. Look yeah. Look at that arm. <laughs> right, right. So I also don't think it's someone too old. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was considering, I, I talked about this, was could they bring in Denzel Washington into Black Panther 2 because no. of his connection to Chadwick? No. Why Why would they want to? Like, I don't... I, well, they're bringing in, like, veteran African-American actors into Black Panther, I think, with, like, Angela Bassett and, like, Forrest yeah. Whitaker. But I, I think that someone in the stature of Denzel doesn't need to do a Marvel movie. I think it would be, like, because it was Chadwick, like, he's doing it for him in a way. But... Uh, uh, I don't know. I could see it maybe, like, a small scene. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a big character. Okay, okay. Honestly, I don't think he's in it at all. I was just thinking about it, something random thought that I saw on the internet, too, that was like, it could be a possibility. Now, this artwork, obviously, it's like kind of like a drawing or, or photoshopped. It's made up. It's not all of them in costume standing together, right? Yes. So it's hard to really judge perspective. But the Black Panther is like shorter than Jane Foster Thor. <laughs> I think Jane Foster might be flying here in the background. She's like floating? Yeah, yeah. That's what I think is going on. Because Jane Foster in this image is almost as tall as Thor. And she's tiny, right? Uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, but I mean, when she's Thor, is she like, is she on stilettos? I don't know. Uh, I think I think she's floating here a little bit of, okay. a, of a hovering. And that's my guess. All right. You yeah. know what else is in the, the poster? Mm-hmm. You can see Wasp kind of like right above Spider-Man, but she's like really small. I almost missed it. Yeah. And then right above Star-Lord is a stick that's like do not take a photo of this really that's so funny Uh, so the heavily leaked image, right? Yeah. <laughs> we should not be seeing this. Our eyes, eyes should not be feasting on this right now. That's what makes me believe it's real because they put a sticker that says, don't take a photo of this. Good point, yeah. good point. I wonder how this goes down. Does people want the clout to get these images out there? I mean, you don't want your name on this or else you're fired. Well, I don't know. Like this could just be from a print shop Like, and someone took a picture. Does like, it happen? Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if someone saw it at a print shop and they took a picture. That's true. They needed printed it somewhere and I guess passed around. Yeah. Yeah, but if this is Thor's costume, this yellow and blue, whatever this is, I want to say it's disappointing. <laughs> I'm going to say the movie's still going to be good, but like, man, it's got to be very good for me to like this costume because I don't like it right now. You got to remember, it's the Thor Love and Thunder vibe, right? It's like 80s, bring back the heavy metal or whatever 80s type vibe. So it's like everything needs to be a little bit loud, right? I think <sighs> Taika has got a good head on his shoulders and he's going for something here. I think he's going for like, let's see how stupid I can make it look people still love it exactly i i think people are gonna like it still i think they're going into that um that thor of the 80s where it's like the that guy that you you don't like thor doesn't know he's thor and he's just like a regular guy like with thunderstrike like thunderstrike yeah. type of vibe of know. thor he his helmet also has like it's almost like a car hood emblem where like i think it's like a bird or something that sticks out of his forehead yeah what is that i don't it, it looks like a bird so his helmet is like wings and then a bird head so why is thor like connected to a bird right i think he's bestowed some type of power that's ridiculous and comes to him right i think that's what's going on and then he forms this new costume because him being a norse guy would not choose this you wouldn't pick this out right yeah right in the fitting room and then jane foster on top of her helmet looks like the pringles guy's mustache (laughs) little little insignia there yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know what's up with that 
Well, it's nice to see that the newer characters are in the forefront. Yeah. But Chris Hemsworth, I guess, is still a big part of He's the biggest star still doing the movies, I guess. That's probably true, yeah. So that's why he's in the middle. Yeah, I think so. This uh, makeup of team members from the diverse group of MCU characters is pretty strange. Is this going to be what Avengers is? It's it's different from before, mm. you know? I want to say there's no more Avengers movies. It's just not called Avengers. It's just, it's just called Marvel. Whatever, yeah. Right. Whatever the event is. Yeah, I could see that happening. They just have to find each other until x-men's ready and then they have to form back up together to fight the x-men yeah that'd be cool these mutants that are (laughs) ruining everything i think whatever if if it does lead to secret wars the the end of that will reveal mutants to the world or reveal mutants at least to the audience they've been around or whatever that's your uh theory that's how it's gonna get laid out i think they're saving mutants till after that after they need to introduce more characters because if they do it now plus fantastic four it's like oh Overload. You kind of have don't have room for the characters that are old but still around, like you know Winter Soldier, New Captain America, yeah, Loki if he's still doing anything, Wanda, Vision, all that, all those characters that are still kind of here. You kind of need them to have a moment for them too. Absolutely, people are getting their sequels already. Doctor right. Strange, Captain yeah. Marvels, so you can't overload and mm. fill up the time spot. But I mean, they have so many shows that are still not released, yeah, right, that they announced already. I'm excited for those shows. No doubt, yeah. Some of them I'm not sure about yet. Ironheart, I don't know if I'll, I'll care yet. Um, switching over to comic book news now. Real comic book news now. Image Comics. Mm-hmm. Now, we know they're like the publisher that is all like creator-owned stuff. Yeah, one of them, yeah. So very opposite of Marvel and DC. So it attracts a lot of creators. And one of them has been working with them for a while now, but now has signed an exclusive deal. Arguably my favorite comic book writer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue it. Okay. It is your favorite. Confirmed. <laughs> Jeff Lemire signed exclusively with Image Comics Yeah, a little while ago. And and so now all his future stuff for the time being is going to be under image. I think it's new titles, right? Like brand right, new yeah. series mm-hmm. because he has stuff that's currently going on that I think is not going to fade away. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just that money cow or, or whatever. It just has to keep going, you know? Yeah. Some, I, something about a hammer. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Thor? Is it Thor? He hasn't done <laughs> Thor yet. No, like Black Hammer, obviously from... Mm-hmm. From uh, Dark Horse, I think he needs to keep going. And so he has a lot of stuff in the works in all the companies almost. It's just, I think, brand new stories are going to go in Image, which uh, I think is a big deal, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think the first one, new thing, that's going to be like the first title under his new exclusive Image contract is called, is it Little Monster? Little Monsters, I believe. Yeah. So that's coming out soon. And then after that, he's going to start working on Gideon Falls again. Gideon Falls. Okay. I didn't latch onto that story. But it is an image book that's going on that's that's hot right now still. Yeah. Um. There's also Bone Orchard Mythos, which is a horror universe. Okay. I guess that's going to go in Image too. Yeah. Um. I knew he had these announced already. Uh. For Image, and he's got other stuff that like Swamp Thing. He's yeah. got a Swamp Thing book coming out from DC. So it's not like we're not going to get some stuff in the near future from other companies. But I think him signing an exclusive deal with Image, and then obviously when you do that as a publisher, you want to put out stuff right so he needs to kind of focus his attention on the newer stuff so i think his older stuff might take like a, a delay or slow down Ugh, i so, don't want that yeah you might have to see uh wait longer for your like black hammers 
also that property it's been branching out and using other comic book writers mm-hmm, yeah especially in their like anthology book right now yeah so it's a world that's not disappearing i'm that, sure do you like those other like spin-off titles i do they have different flavors right because obviously different writer yeah but they're using the same characters in different ways that's pretty interesting that i, I still liked i think um Patton oswalt had one oh really on there that was uh, i thought it was pretty interesting yeah so if jeff lemire said like i just don't have time i'm gonna hand the mainline black hammer story to this other writer mainline storyline yeah what would you say i would be at the image headquarters yelling out (laughs) lemire back to dark horse (laughs) that's what would happen uh, I, yeah, I, I don't see that happening because it's it's such a a, a hit, mm-hmm. and I think that the ball's still rolling, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot of things in the works. He's his dark horse. Uh, other no sorry vertigo other comic books sweet tooth yeah is is a hit on netflix right mm-hmm. so right. some of his stuff is turned into actual movie or tv show stuff already yeah but i i do want to see like new stuff mm. so this little monsters title i'm like interested in and giving him like exclusive rights to image it's all it was like already you could write whatever you want now it's like you could really write whatever you want that's i, I think that's true probably i think yeah. image was really like open to whatever is hands down a good story mm-hmm. We'll put it out there, right? Yeah. So uh, I wonder if there's even more creative freedom signed into the contract because of this. You think so? I, I think so. Because like when you do one, but you're not exclusive, but they give you like a, a deal and there's maybe like six issues or something like that, right? We'll sure. do a, a print run, uh, one print for six issues. But when you have an exclusive deal, my guess is you have more issues that you could run. Uh. So your story could be slower. You know what I mean? Like when you have, yeah, when you have a limit, like I have six, I have to get people to buy the second issue. So the first issue has to be kind of like kind of jam packed already. Interesting. Okay. But when you know I'm gonna have whatever a lot more than that, I could tell a slower, introduce more stuff into it, and I don't have to you know end every issue with a cliffhanger kind of style. Yeah, that kind of locks you into a formula each each issue, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you know you're gonna have the next issue, fine. You don't have to worry about exactly it, right? You you maybe don't have to rush things the way that the typical book you have to because you have at most what 30 pages to pull in a reader right Mm -hmm. so that's good news if it means for a better storyline in the future storylines or whatever that he's gonna write and he has plans for do you think when you don't have exclusive right you're just on a whatever single story deal or something you think you have say on who the artist is yeah i think it's uh i think typically how it goes is the artist and writer pitch together okay it's not like i have a story and then image like okay well we're gonna team up with this artist I'm guessing typically it's it's them together going in with the pitch together okay. or may, maybe even all the other roles, colorist and inker. Yeah. I can see that for Image, but I wonder in the other bigger two, since they have so many and they're stable, they could be like, okay, we're teaming up with this guy or girl and you have kind of like no say. I don't think it's no say. Also, it depends on how big you are, yeah, obviously. Guess, yeah. But I think uh, I think with the other companies, DC and Marvel, they could they do that more, put people together. Mm-hmm. because they have plans for I don't know they just want to keep that talent in the works and probably those those uh, creators are happy to work with the big companies too yeah I just wonder like with his new exclusive deal is it like he has like veto power of who he has to work with I think it's always been that way with okay, image yeah, stuff probably with 
image. Yeah. yeah, they just always come together and figure out the story together, mm-hmm. uh, or or the the book together, I should say. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a couple people I know of that had exclusive deals in the recent past. Like, yeah, Bendis was with DC after that. His whole Marvel like right. like rip right. Mm-hmm. So his he's doing his Superman stuff. Um, and then who else is there? I think was it Mark Miller? Right? Was he signed to was it Image exclusively because of the Netflix thing? Like it's tied I, together. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know he has his own like Millar Miller Mil- World. Mil- yeah. Um, and that is now deal with um Netflix, but I don't know if he had a deal with which publisher. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's some big world of his that he's building yeah. together. I know what's his name Brubaker. Oh yeah, did I they? Think he had an exclusive deal for a while with yeah. Image. Um, I don't know if it's still going, but it was it was it was like five years or something like that. They could write whatever story they want. That's right. Okay, I think it was him and his artist, right? Yeah, I forgot his name, but they, they yeah, 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 they were together quite a bit. So I, I wonder if that this leads to more creative juices because there's ease off it, or is it they're not too urgent, so they're like, uh, I can make whatever story I want. I don't care about the reader. <laughs> I hope that's not what it is. Honestly, like when they give exclusive deals it's like they have so much trust in this guy or girl that it's like guaranteed jackpot <laughs> kind of like they're gonna give great um products so i expect whatever he writes it's gonna be very good i also think they know this creator has fans right yeah they have their own daniels who are super mm-hmm. fans of the yeah. property they'll buy anything they have for sure sales already yeah so i think lemire is at that level which I'm, yeah. I'm happy to see um i wonder how long this lasts though there's this whole deal but that's interesting to know that he's he's up there yeah um we'll probably check out that first issue of a uh, little monster when that comes out i'm sure. not sure when but i'm interested in it no doubt yeah yeah I, i'm interested in anything he kind of does <laughs> to be honest all right well, that's it for the comic book news this week if you haven't already please don't forget to subscribe to the reader copy podcast just search us in your podcast app or on all platforms and just uh hit that subscribe button no doubt and find us on instagram facebook and twitter we're at the reader copy podcast let's chat there about uh, whatever comics you've been reading the new peacemaker show is coming out this week and we wanted to pick a story that features him and uh you picked what is it called it's a long title multiversity pax americana John Cena has got a new show popping up on HBO Max, Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be pretty funny. Uh, some pretty cool action out of John Cena. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I wanted to do the recap show on it. But, oh, yeah. Uh, things just didn't line up, so we weren't able to do it. But I'll probably talk about it on Side Stories anyway. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'm looking forward to it. Um, maybe some reviews have, ro- reviews have rolled in already. I wonder uh, mm-hmm. how it is. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to do a book revolving around the character, at least involving that character this week yeah it's called Mer- multiversity pax americana and now it's a long title <laughs> and it's obviously a dc comic this one came out in uh november of 2014 um and we're just doing a one shot now uh it's kind of interesting this is inside of multiversity which is an event in dc comics written by grant morrison yes what it is is it's actually uh seven issues total two issues of the main story multiversity and like five uh or sorry seven one shots in the middle of it so it's like okay. the first issue is multiversity seven one shots in the middle and then it ends with another issue multiversity but oh, it's all connected story yeah and it's all connected okay yeah <laughs> but it's like a world that he made it's not just one world it's like a lot <laughs> it's multi yeah okay <laughs> 
but it's all written by Grant Morrison with the different uh, artists on the different books. This one features Frank Quietly. Okay, and we're doing this one shot because it features Peacemaker. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's why we're doing it. Um, Grant Morrison, uh, what can you say about him? He's Scottish. I also didn't know this is Frank Quietly is also Scottish. So Ooh, two Scots. Two Scots. I think that's why they work together a lot. Maybe they have the same sensibility or maybe they knew each other before they really got into the comic book, you know, big zeitgeist before. Are they that. the only ones that understand each other? Possibly. <laughs> I don't even know what the Scottish language sounds like. I really don't know. I can't, I I can't know. impersonate it. Can't give you anything. Conor McGregor. Is he, he's Irish too. Yeah, he's okay. He's, <laughs> I don't know. What, I raise this is guy. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Um, but they've worked together. They're like one of these like duos that are, it's not on paper. They've worked mm-hmm. together, but they've worked together in a lot of stuff. Uh, All-Star Superman. Yeah. Um, New X-Men. We Three is a, a book that's pretty interesting with them two together. Um, along, Grant Morrison's made like uh, Animal Man. He's worked on yeah. a Doom Patrol story. I love both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Quietly's worked on Jupiter's Legacy with Mark Miller. Yep. So he's all over the place too. These are, you know, guys that are pretty big in the industry right mm-hmm. and so uh a little bit about what multiversity is which is a big event where there's this otherworldly like cthulhu type team of like demons coming into attack all the universes at once okay and the universes the only way they can talk to each other or warn each other about this is through the comic books in their universe because they are the comic books of other universes of other universes oh my god yeah okay that's how it works so it, it, it it's, I think Graham Morrison's and Frank quietly are saying like comic books are the, the the real medium, the big one that's like we need to take seriously, you know. I think that's it's like a message hidden in there somehow. So meta. Exactly. Okay. So meta. So it's all DC. Yeah, it is. But what they're saying is as we read this comic book, this is really happening in another universe. Is it? And then where their comic book <laughs> Exactly. Someone's reading us right now doing this podcast. That's a very boring book. <laughs> No, no superheroes at all in this world. <laughs> this was actually a big deal for Morrison himself. He said this is his Citizen Kane. What? Yeah, this was the book because there's a lot of hidden meanings. You have to kind of reread it and maybe different ways or look at different portions and how it's connected. It's well, kind of confusing. So I I read the book, right? Mm-hmm. It's only 40 pages, right? It's a one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obvious. It's very obvious that it's trying to connect to another famous story. Yes. And yet I'm still pretty confused about this book okay so i'm gonna let you kind of lead the way no problem no problem it's it's obviously a connection to watchmen it's yes pretty plainly that story uh the watchman revolving around those characters because of what what watchman was yeah. was alan moore originally wanted to use charlton comics characters um that's like captain adam blue beetle the question he wanted to use those characters in a story um after dc bought those characters right and that was supposed to be watchman mm-hmm. dc said we just bought those characters we don't want you to use them so he made up these characters that are copies of those right very like one-to-one pretty much yeah so so like uh, those characters, right? Um, but now years later, years after that comic is a hit and everyone's read it in middle school or whatever in their, mm-hmm. in their English class, uh, Grant Morrison is using the original characters in a way that's just like Watchmen. Like he's right. using those Charlton Comics characters in the world if it laid out just like how Watchmen laid out. You think like Alan Moore's like, what the hell? 
how he gets to do it. I was wondering about that. I think Alan Moore's happy with what he made yeah. in the comic, obviously. Um, but also, I'm thinking, would Alan Moore be pissed at Grant Morrison for this? I'm not sure, because they came up into the American comics kind of in the same wave. Yeah. The British invasion, even though, you know, uh, Grant Morrison is Scottish. Yeah. I think there, I'm just guessing there's some camaraderie there. I, I, I bet, yeah. I think. But uh, Watchmen is the touchy subject for Alan Moore, because of how much DC has made money off his property. Yeah. I honestly, I kind of wish they let him use the characters he wanted just because, well, coming from this standpoint now, it's like, I know those characters. Yeah. Whereas Watchmen, I know what he's trying to allude to, like which character is which and, and like the stereotype of those characters. Yeah. But it also felt like I don't know these characters, so I don't, I need to learn to like them or I need to learn more about them. So it was, uh, I don't know, you don't care as much right away. Whereas I was reading this and I know these characters it felt I don't know more nostalgic to see them doing this stuff okay I could see that some of them uh, I recognize but I wouldn't say I knew them a whole lot there's like yeah. two or three that I've, I've seen in other properties in mm-hmm. Justice League cartoons or whatever that I know their characters so I can I could see yeah. that's where I'm like yeah all right and in fact sense. that Watchmen's been out for so long now that when I read this kind of version of it it's almost like they're almost just acting like the Watchmen character now not necessarily what they would be in the main storyline yes yeah I think that was the point yeah he, he's warping these characters to be just their Watchmen characters pretty much yeah that I think that was intentional right yeah um but it's pretty blatant like copying that uh, I'm curious what Alan would say about this, uh, but I think it was an interesting read. I bet he was like, only if it's one issue. He doesn't have a say in it at all. No, right? but I bet like maybe he asked Grant or Grant asked him if he could do it. Oh, yeah. And he's like, like really short. Don't make a whole lot of money for DC with this. <laughs> one shot. One shot's what you get. Yeah. All right. Uh so we're kind of just going to jump into the story if you're cool with that. The first shot, it's pretty dramatic. It's actually told panel to panel in backwards orders, like right. like a like a roll of film going backwards in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we zoom in on this flag of a peace symbol on fire. Burning. Burning. As we zoom out, we see there is an old car passing by inside uh, this this like grove, right? And inside, someone has been shot and bleeding. We see on the outside of the car, there's a presidential symbol on it. Right. And it's revealed that this is a moment of the president being shot in the face. And this is a president within the universe. His name is President Harley. And his basically, his mouth is being blown out here. Slow motion going backwards. It's His face is reformed because we're going backwards in time and that bullet we go backwards to where that bullet came from came from the sky inside of a rifle that belongs to peacemaker as he's falling down from the sky (laughs) out of uh an escape pod from space this is uh essentially the kennedy assassination right yeah he's on the hood of or on the back seat of a convertible yeah but peacemaker sniped him while skydiving yeah (laughs) I, it's pretty impressive to what Peacemaker can do yeah. in this world already. And then you think of Peacemaker, he's a hero. Uh, up to this point in the Charlton world, he's a hero, right? Yeah. He's just a guy that believes in peace no matter what the cost. Mm-hmm. But that's a weird thing to say, but he's still this just guy that's a hero, but he's killing the president. Yeah. So it's like, why? What's going on? Uh, a couple moments later, we see this character, Christopher Smith, that's Peacemaker in the helmet, yeah. but now he's unmasked and he's strapped to a chair being questioned by some top level FBI guys in suits. Why Why 
would you do it, Chris? Why would you do this to the president? And they don't get it with the shining a light on him, questioning you up and down. Mm-hmm. Now we continue with the new president. This was the vice president a, a second ago, and yeah. he's obviously the president now because the last one's gone. And he's actually talking to his daughter, who happens to be also a superhero. Yes. And she's like a second generation superhero. Yeah. Right. It's his nightshade. That's right. And her mom was, what, the original nightshade? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what happened. It's the copy of the character in Watchmen, right? Right. Where uh, she was... Um I forgot her character, but it was Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre, yeah. that character, and Peacemaker is the comedian the of comedian that world. Style, yeah. So th- th- that's it's all one to one here. Nightshade is complaining like I just became a superhero, and uh, this new president is saying superheroes are done after what Peacemaker, who was thought to be the president's like bodyguard, has mm-hmm. just killed him. No one can trust anybody in a costume moving forward. This is kind of like what happens in Watchmen and also in Incredibles, like <laughs> you know. People are tired of what uh, superheroes have done, just kind of want them out of the picture completely. Yeah, and it's weird because his daughter is now a new superhero. Just got the job. banning superheroes now, outlawing them. Yes, outlawing the mask, um, saying there needs to be a new like thing the people look towards, not heroes anymore. They even mentioned like the reason why heroes were uh, a solution was like the, the two towers falling left people wanting something to look up to, and that's mm-hmm. what superheroes were so this is like really in the real world time of like the time this comic came out right it's really speaking to that but now it's like they're out of control yeah so they have to be outlawed now and nightshade is like complaining like the spoiled daughter like i can't believe you're doing this i mean he's just a guy i can be a superhero so like she wants to just be live her dream of being a hero even though this is a bigger deal for the whole country Mm -hmm. and they're actually walking across the uh like museum of the old heroes right it's like a big deal in the middle of like a dc presidential building yeah and this new president is just go walking out to talk to the press explaining kind of like uh talking about peacemaker and how he is a suspect in the murder right that's like a big press conference that he's about to go to mm-hmm. now we uh follow this character the question uh this is obviously the rorschach of watchmen and the question uh he is kind of the guy that's fighting back against superheroes being outlawed rorschach rorschach right <laughs> he he's the one that will not give up the costume and all the other like costume people are hunting him down mm-hmm. as he goes like escapating through the city trying to suss out what exactly went on there's a conspiracy in his head about what yeah. happened here this is like this whole sequence here is the most watchmany part of the book i think feeling wise yeah because he's like jumping subway cars and running down the city at night while he's being like chased by the blue beetle this is ted cord blue beetle and like his beetle like hovercraft yeah. which is just like Owlman was in watchmen exactly like yeah. the ships look almost the same the big eyes on this like floating kind of ship thing yeah hunting down someone below and rorschach's just a dude sorry question is just a guy <laughs> just walking across the, the cityscape and it's kind of easy to him like you have to he's asking blue beetle like about these specific instances like these things that are all connected this conspiracy in his head algorithm eight who killed nora o'rourke right 
What about the superhero Yellow Jacket? He's mentioning these things that yeah. he believes are all intertwined, all connected. It's like deeper. Yeah. And he's the guy that's got like a messed up head, right? Like Rorschach, he was like a homeless person that we thought had a mental problem. Mm-hmm. Um, this character question is kind of more put together in his world. So you kind of trust him a bit more. And he does a quick thing to take care of Blue Beetle. He turns on this huge magnet, like the ones yeah. that are in like junkyards. <laughs> and he just like grabs the ship that Blue Beetle's chasing him in. And Blue Beetle's stuck there as um the question continues on his road past the the subway station walking into the scene now is nightshade and she is actually there also to take down the question and the question is like okay i'm gonna outclass you here if you do want to c- continue to attack me and kind of quickly does that he in a fighting move with his like um taekwondo or whatever can take down nightshade pretty quickly again she's like new right yeah and the question is almost like like teasing her and playing with her as he like escapes because he knows like she's not good enough to like apprehend him yeah he does this very uh kind of joker move he leaves a question card on the ground and it's this card that has a question mark on it but drawn in it's actually formed in the symbol of an eight yeah for algorithm eight exactly (laughs) There is a lot of symbolism here as far as uh, the symbol of eight. It appears throughout the comic um, in a lot of places. And also in the way the shapes are formed inside the panels and drawings, you'll find eights everywhere. Oh. Yeah. So there's a lot of times you want to reread and find those things. Now this next scene, I thought was very cool how they did it. Yeah. Because it's one setting, but like three different scenes, three different times in that setting kind of told overlappingly. Right. He's like the panel panels are flipping through three different instances, rotating, but telling the story all at once. Yeah. Um, the question is investigating the Pax Institute, this one room, because he's looking for Nora O'Rourke. Right. In another uh, timeline, in the scene, Nora O'Rourke is also um, another person that figured out Algorithm 8, and now she is a person of, of interest to other people. Yes. And the other scene is she's talking to Peacemaker. Yeah. In this spot. Like, earlier earlier in the like in the past yes so they are actually a couple i believe mm-hmm. and they're tied together um in one instance nora rourke is being hunted down by someone in the shadows yeah and then in a different time she's talking to peacemaker explaining algorithm eight and peacemaker explains there's also a scenario where the president actually wants him to kill the president he wants to be killed by peacemaker yes the president does the president has this whole plan where the peacemaker will kill him and there's some type of reasoning he won't explain to peacemaker but peacemaker believes in the president so much <laughs> that he's like i'll do it i'll i'll yeah just trust just trust the whole thing and nor o'rourke is also this person that figured out what algorithm eight is and he thinks it has something to do with the president also but peacemaker sounds crazy right now yeah he's like the president wants me to kill him so i'm gonna do it no questions asked <laughs> And that's what they're kind of arguing about. Yeah. And that, that's earlier. And then later that day, Nora hears like something and she's like snooping around that area and there's like an intruder. This intruder has like metallic arms, like metal arms. Mm-hmm. It's some type of super powered being and bludgeoned her with a, a big statue um, evading in the shadows. And this other timeline later in the future, the question is investigating the crime scene where this happened. Yeah. This is all told in like one page. Like this yeah, two I really page like spread. This 
connection like how you're able to tell like three events in one page all in the same area all in the same like location yeah but you could tell just by like how dark it is like the time of day it is mm-hmm. by when it's happening pretty impressive i gotta say um and now we catch up with our dr manhattan type character in this world it is captain adam very different look from the captain adam we know up till now just from head to toe blue he's not naked but he's head to toe blue so he looks like obviously uh dr manhattan and he is almost on his philosophical vibe right now talking to scientists like yeah. the top scientists of this time he even has like the bullseye thing on his head just like dr manhattan mm-hmm. and he's like you know sitting crisscross floating uh reading a comic book yeah so this is <laughs> this uh awesome moment where he's he's reading this comic it's 2d it's linear and he's talking to these puny genius scientists saying like (laughs) this 2d world is amazing right it's linear imagine what your 3d world looks to me right this upper higher consciousness being that he is he's saying like i'm reading the story of the comic book like front to back but i could read it in any random order i could read it in reverse jump pages whatever and yet the characters in the story have no idea that i'm doing that yeah so that's how he perceives his world too like he's in all times at once that's exactly like what the this character is like right this higher being uh i I love the way they explain that and they're using comic books too so it's men on a different level like okay who's who's watching me right now you know (laughs) nobody okay (laughs) your your comics are not selling These scientists are pretty sketchy right now. They're kind of squirmy. They're nervous in front of this strong being in front of them. And one of them just yells out, now! And they activate this machine surrounding Dr. Manhattan and... Uh, Captain Adam. Captain Adam. (laughs) And he just plop disappears. Apparently, they turned on a black hole inside of Captain Adam's head. And they think they killed him. I guess these scientists, their job was to figure out a way to kill Captain Adam. Yeah. Like, they're literally, like, probably, like, the four smartest men in the world mm-hmm. and their job was to kill this superhero like on high like the the presidential office hired them to do this right yes for some reason the office of the president wanted to get rid of captain adam that's right um and now the job is done someone in the room with metallic hands instantly pulls out a gun and kills out these three these scientists in front of him and it's obvious like that person is like connected to right. the murder of Nora and killing these scientists and wanted Captain Adam dead. Yes. No, no like trail. Yeah. Yeah. We get a little scene now of a Peacemaker talking to Nora um, about the whole scenario about like Peacemaker didn't, does not know the president's whole plan, mm-hmm. but that he's just okay with going along with it. will kill the president <laughs> if he asks him to. Right. Um, and this is where he kind of... I made the one-to-one and realized that the president is kind of the Ozymandias of this world. Yeah. He's not a superhero at all. He's, But he's the one that gets the algorithm, whatever this is, algorithm eight, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it's all formula. He's like the it's mastermind. all his plan, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's so... Str- and it took me a second. Like, he's not wearing anything purple or gold. Oh, he's that <laughs> character. Like, I put it together there. And there's a little bit of the uh, Rorschach-style goodness here with the question as he is... Um, kind of torturing this 
a mob enforcer that was hired by the vice president. Yes. So this mob enforcer is like um, stuck underneath this crash gigantic sign. Yeah, he's like pinned him down in there. Yeah. And there's like cut up wires that's getting close to like a puddle of water that this guy is stuck in, right? Yeah. And he's pretty much trying to get information from this guy, the question is. Mm -hmm. But the puddle of water is like slowly creeping up to the (laughs) loose wire. So he's trying to like scare him into just confessing. Just saying whatever's going on so scared and he explains that it was this character sergeant steel sergeant steel is the one with the metal arms that did everything that guy (laughs) and also the vice president um like was organized this whole thing this kind of attack or whatever going Mm -hmm. on and and uh the question is kind of ruthless here he he even is open to helping out this guy he like kind of teases him a bit like i'll help you if you tell me everything yeah he tells him everything and then he says no well actually i'm a superhero i don't help bad guys and he just yeah, walks away he's the guy to die yeah pretty pretty wicked right there he even takes a picture of the guy like he's enjoying this like on his phone <laughs> he snaps a quick pic of this because he's enjoying it now we cut to a long time ago uh when the first president president harley first became president and organized the team this this super team mm-hmm. aka the watchman but here in the world it's called pax americana that's the team yeah so it was like peacemaker even the question was part of it uh was this is the original nightshade yeah right yeah, and then um ted cord but it's like they're older kind of like golden age costumes still yeah so you can tell it's in the past here even uh captain adam is in here too and it's this big ceremony where the president is introducing the super team as captain adam erects these gigantic pillars to kind of institute themselves as this big team for the world to save everything right a little down the road um president harley talks to captain adam and he kind of lays down this whole thing he sees the world as kind of crumbling at his fingertips but the president will fix everything he has this whole plan um he explains the president like knows the future to himself like he's like i'm gonna be killed off in the future and you as a hero will bring me back to life and that is what (laughs) will make the populace kind of believe in world peace yeah right so he's like the key he's the key uh but this this whole stroll he has with captain adam is really strange here because uh we can get the point that captain adam here is kind of detached from humanity yeah he's like losing his grip already he doesn't can't it's like he can't relate anymore exactly it happens in watchman too but he he does this cruel thing where he takes this dog and with his mind with his mind he can lift him up in the air and kind of dissects this dog from piece by piece (laughs) to see the inside of the dog and he has this quick moment of humanity where he kind of cries just at what he's done in front of him right yeah because this is his dog when he was a human yeah yeah it was his like a little buddy his best friend yeah and then he's like i can't believe what i've done and uh this awful thing at his feet now and so he just makes a clone of it and is like <laughs> brings it back to life that, that little dead cock is still there but he's made a second one and it's like okay fix it's it's just like it has it was he it's just showing like he is like a god like just like dr manhattan like on a molecular level this guy is a god yeah uh the, the president's like okay he's kind of off but we still need him for this whole thing mm-hmm. and the president keeps it to himself this whole plan he doesn't tell any anybody about it and and there's another flashback even further back when he was just a governor and there's a different president. This president here looks a lot like George Bush. Like it's like, yeah. it's just his face on it. 
And it's, it's actually a, a quick scene where Peacemaker uh, erupts into action and saves the president from these terrorists trying to attack uh, the president back then. And so there's a little bit of a awesome action here from Peacemaker as he's um, making his way through like a field of terrorists trying to save the president. And he kind of jumps into action, like somersaulting, kicking these terrorists' butts to save the president. And it's like really easy for him, right? So it's like in one time his do anything to save the president yeah and then another time later he kills one of them exactly so it's kind of a weird scenario where we find this guy strapped to a chair now after he's killed the president like he's just a conundrum for everybody like why yeah. did he do this they just think he's the bad guy in a different flashback we see blue beetle and the question in their golden age costumes um beating up a smack dealer I think this is like them on patrol. They mm. were like the two that were like a duo, right? Right. Just like Watchmen with uh, Night Owl and Rorschach. Yeah. They were a team there. And uh, Blue Beetle is like the straight-laced one that doesn't want to harm the criminal too much. But the question is like beating this guy to a pulp. He takes his heroin and just stuffs it into his mouth, killing the guy. <laughs> like, like, And his like mouth foams up with the heroin. And this shows like back back in the day, yeah. these heroes kind of like were like above the law. Yeah, right. Yeah, show them like kind of like out of control. Exactly. They had all the power in the world and um, Question was the most ruthless of them all. Now we catch up with um, maybe this, uh, this guy in his 20s. He's just sitting on a park bench looking at a tombstone. And um, this guy's like going through it right now he's um getting kind of uh grizzled as we see like maybe seasons of a year him just sitting at this yeah the whole time chair looking at this tombstone really sad looking right like his he's never left his hair has now gone really long his beard is all bushy and next to him appears captain adam captain adam here uh touches his shoulder and gives him visions in his head right like a connection like we see quick shots different panels of this guy and different different moments of reality it's all i think this is captain adam giving this guy algorithm eight is explaining into his head like what algorithm eight the key to reality what everything is yeah he's like downloading into his brain it's like his eyes have like opened up for real now yeah and then we see um earlier when this guy was like a little kid like in his pajamas and this kid um he is actually the son of this comic book artist this famous one called vince harley Mm -hmm. and and this guy, Vince Harley, is a famous guy that explain, is a big proponent of the like, comic books in the world, in this right. world. And it turns out he's also the first superhero in real life in this world, Yellow yes. Jacket. So he would go out and fight crime at night while during the day he's writing and drawing comic books. Pretty cool guy, right? <laughs> and this kid um, was just looking at his comic book drawings. Yeah, his son. When Yellow Jacket, the dad, comes in through the window, I was like, oh, dang, I forgot my keys in here. He goes kid. back in. But the son grabs a gun that's on the table and kills Yellow Jacket, not knowing it's his father. Thinking it's an intruder. Yeah. He takes off this guy's mask, realizing it's his father, and it was a traumatic moment for him. And that's what led him to being depressed in that little seat earlier on that little bench. And we come to realize that guy that was on the bench was the president and was the one that knows algorithm X, knows all the equations. So it's all connected all together. He's the son of the first superhero. Yes. Who becomes president, who told Dr. Manhattan, you have to tell me this in the past. So it's all connected. It's all in the eight is actually an infinity symbol. (laughs) Yes. Okay. 
it's pretty much Watchmen if you had to reduce it down to four, 40 pages. Exactly. That's what it is. Um, using the characters they wanted to. Yeah. You could say it's a love letter to, to Watchmen, to comic books in general, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to digest. Yeah. You have to like, I, I realized it like the second time around, like what's going on, how it's connected. Because you kind of have to... Ref- finish it to realize what's going on in the beginning of the story exactly because a lot of it is flashbacks a lot of it is even told in reverse mm-hmm. and it's all revolving around this mystery but that's not even the real mystery yes the mystery of like why did peacemaker kill the president but that's not even like the real mystery kind of like the real mystery is like what is the president's plan yeah <laughs> kind of yeah it's it's all connected uh evolving how, how does the pre- this leads to world peace exactly i think what happened was things that not go to plan and it did not go to the outcome they were expecting yeah um and i didn't even pick up on that i think someone else i read it online like it didn't go as they planned so that's why there's no world peace that exactly, they wanted yeah. right because i think the vice president also like screwed things up exactly that's what went on is like yeah he didn't catch that that little instance there uh but you could see how it's obviously one-to-one in uh, the characters in watchmen but there's also sure. like the story points at the end um like how it's all very similar very similar feel um, I re- enjoy it now because it's a head scratcher. Yeah. And honestly, like when you draw the lines of who these characters are to the Watchmen characters, yeah. like the peacemaker is comedian thing is like very clear. It's like, oh, I that I can see why they wanted to use these characters that way originally. Because yeah. like peacemaker is so loyal and so whatever. He won't even ask you why I should kill the president. If the president wants me to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> It, there's like um they have different maybe personalities yeah. some like that character specifically yeah but their like mottos are the same right yeah. right like that comedian kill like, for peace kill, kill for peace he that's what he did right <laughs> and he's gonna do it savagely in that so uh-huh. that's where the connection is there uh and i think if you're reading this you definitely need to know watchmen or else this yeah. is not it's, it's just a weird story. It's just a weird story. You're not <laughs> going to get the connection. It's a quick way to make a sequel, like easy way to make a sequel of Watchmen, but not really. Yeah. But it is, but... But not really. Yeah. And also, it's an event that's going to get washed away eventually. So it's like... It's literally one story. It would And then it's in this other thing, Multiversity, that has connections. Like, um, mm. I think the issue, this comic book, I think is an issue in the next story and it goes down the line. I haven't oh, read the other so issues. The other... This is it's always just a comic book in the previous story exactly wow so i think that's what's going on there's other meta stuff that morrison did like on the covers of one of the issues this is like um don't read this comic book if you want to live <laughs> yeah so stuff like that where it's like are we in a comic book now the in this story the president in the past was holding up some comic books when he was forming packs yeah and one of the comic books in that it was like superman batman and wonder woman on the cover there you go so yeah. like they're just characters in their world as they're forming pax americana they joke around like okay welcome to the justice league of america yeah. like they, they just said it because it's like that's the comics in their world yeah right it's like oh the stories in our world is becoming true exactly it's funny funny thing yeah. so, so there's the two brothers podcasting in their comic <laughs> i can't wait till superheroes are a real thing in, in reality <laughs> that's happening <laughs> Uh, that uh, that was a peacemaker story that I think it was the best peacemaker story out there mm. but it, I, it was not heavy into that character but I'm happy we did it because I don't know if we would do it if it wasn't for the show like uh, it's such yeah. a hard thing to kind of take in but anyway this was a Watchmen story yeah true true we're never gonna do Watchmen all in one no, episode that's, so 40 pages is just enough for Watchmen that's all I need <laughs> that's what I need too <laughs> 
That, that was, so that was a multiversity Pax Americana. I enjoyed it. Did you? I did. Yeah, it was not easy to read necessarily, not mm. easy to just grasp right away. But when you understand the story and maybe you have to read it a second time and you already know what's happening and you know Watchmen, it, it's a pretty interesting way to tell that story. Yeah, I think so. So if you're interested in and want to sign up for that, pick it up, give it a try. That was Multiversity Pax Americana. Very cool. Shall we get into side stories? Let's do it. I could have talked about this like two weeks ago, mm. but I've been saving it because there's other things I want to talk about. But it's been long enough now that I can say I finished Cobra Kai season four and I enjoyed it, but I think it was maybe not my favorite season. Okay. This was uh, definitely your type of thing, Cobra Kai. Yep. You watched it and I was just I was just in the room, happened to be staring at the TV at the same time. You watched just as much as me. I watched it too. Yep. And I kind of kind of just skipped to season four because I haven't watched the first three. Oh, really? I've watched half of the first season, but I gave up on it. Oh, God. Okay. It's like, I'm not with this Disney Channel acting. It's not. It's YouTube acting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, at least we forget it was on YouTube. The first two seasons were on YouTube TV or YouTube Red or whatever their premium service was called. More like YouTube Dead. That's gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is dead. Yes, it, um, is. it was like their only show. <laughs> it was a hit. Like, yeah. I'll give it that it it kept youtube red on for yeah a long i I subscribed to watch it (laughs) what it was a dollar right yeah it was simply cheap um but then it was so popular and then the service died that netflix picked it up and everyone thinks like oh this new show on netflix no no (laughs) i've been on this years already okay by the time anyone it's talked about it i have seen it for two years already yeah did you know there was actually a movie before Uh, this (laughs) there's four plus a reboot is that right four and a reboot there's the karate kid one two three yes the next karate kid and then jackie chan which should have been the kung fu kid because he was teaching him kung fu right that's true so that's considered a reboot it has nothing to do with daniel san or mr miyagi (laughs) it's called the karate kid karate kid so it's kind of the same name so i guess it's a it's like a it's a reuse they just reuse the title right and the story had nothing to do with the original I used to teach him kung fu. Really, it's not karate at all. Yeah. Did did he Jackie Chan know that? Like what he's teaching him? Yeah. I, in the movie, I think because it's Jaden Smith. Yeah. He says something like, "Oh, can you teach me karate?" And then Jackie Chan even says, "Like it's not karate, it's kung fu." Oh wow. Yeah. And then the title of the movie is Karate Kid. That's so I could have said seen them just like uh, dubbing over him saying kung fu right with karate. <laughs> It's <laughs> Asian movies yeah. do that. <laughs> but honestly, like that Jackie Chan movie is pretty good. I like it. It's all right. It's, I like it. It's not as good as the other ones, right? Like Hillary Swank blew that out of the water. <laughs> it's my third favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That says a lot. Be- so it's smack dab in the middle of the series. Yeah, yeah. Hillary Swank's is number one. Yes, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but season four of Cobra Kai is pretty much season three or eps- third part three of the Karate Kid because the villain oh. of part three shows up in season four. So spoiler alert if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. But yeah. if you care, you've seen it. <laughs> they are doing this thing where they bring back the old characters yeah. throughout the, the series Cobra Kai. They're bringing back all these Karate yeah. Kid characters into the storyline, slow rolling them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you care if I spoil stuff? I don't. 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the show, in the very beginning of the show, uh, the villain of the first movie, not the villain, but the, the antagonist, Johnny Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. he is uh, kind of like down on his luck now. So he brings back Cobra Kai, right? Yes, of course. But in, he's teaching like kids that are bullied to fend for themselves. So much like Daniel-san was taught, but he's teaching them the Cobra Kai way, like no mercy, just strike first, right? Right, brutalist way. Yeah, but it's to the kids that are getting bullied, right? Oh. It's teaching them self-confidence. Yeah, yeah, empowering, empowering yeah. them, yeah. Um, And then there's drama with him and, and LaRusso, and they both have kids already, and the kids have hormones. Yeah, yeah this thing, it's a Disney Channel show. It's a YouTube show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> big deal yeah uh but anyway throughout the seasons it's like people switch teams um daniel and johnny teach each other their ways kind of thing oh wow teams group together people leave people come back and then um eventually the villain i'll say the villain john crease shows up <laughs> john crease what a 80s ass name yeah he uh becomes the the real villain and then he takes over cobra kai oh and now they're just the bad guys again right i okay and then um it, it's pretty much <sighs> Just redoing the movies, but switching teams back and forth. In a different angle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I love, because I love the movies. The, <laughs> the movies, the, the the first two, I gotta say, are classic movies. Like, you can yeah. watch that today, yeah. even though it's bad quality uh, of, no, like, like resolution or whatever. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Sure. You, any kid now can enjoy that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or adult. Or adult <laughs> can enjoy the movie. I'm saying for the first time, can enjoy it. It's, mm-hmm. those or the hundredth. Yeah. <laughs> I'll watch it now too. Those are good movies. Yeah. Um, their like approach to, like switching it up and making Cobra Kai the main characters. Yeah. That impressed me like that that they got it to to make it. Like they made it all yeah. the way. They signed up all these people that uh, I, I'll say they're not uh, acting all the time nowadays b- besides this, but yeah. So they're happy to do it. And it was like the perfect fit to like reboot, re continue, I guess. It's just continue it's, this thing. Yeah, it's continue. Continuation. Yeah. All um, the stars align is what I'm saying. They have more seasons than movies now. Okay. For those characters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's impressive. But I'll say season four, uh, I liked it the least because I feel like they're retreading now. They've reached the point where they kind of are recycling a little bit. Within Cobra Kai itself or rehashing stuff from the movies because that's what they've been doing this Within Cobra Kai themselves. Okay. Within the go. show itself. Mm, that's not good. Okay, so spoiler now. Um, John Kreese is the bad guy, right? Yeah. By the end, he kind of like sees the air of his ways and he regrets what he's been doing, right? Wow. So they have to bring in like a worse bad guy and that's the guy from part three. All right. Right. So now it's just like over recycling like the bad guy from before is turning good and then just recycle that. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I liked it more than you did this season. Because you haven't seen Because I haven't seen the other three. <laughs> I'm not rehashing anything. This is like, oh, this is pretty good. It's better than I thought. Some parts are, are very good, I think. Like This season? Yeah. Um, in season one, the semifinals was like these two guys. Yeah. Right? And now in this season for the championship, they rematch again against each other, but they're on, they like switch teams. Wow. It's like they switch jerseys. <laughs> 
Okay, that's incredible. I did not finish that season, so I didn't know this is like a redo. But those characters, like the the relationship between the fathers and the the kids, yeah, it's pretty impressive. How it- it's pretty much all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then there's also this guy, the main kind of like the main character, Miguel. Mm-hmm. It's weird because like he is like the 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 main student, but he's neither of their kid. So by the end of this season, he's like, well, I feel more alone now. I gotta mm-hmm. find my dad. I see. So he he has to make like a, a big move at that point yeah because he's he's needs like a father figure yeah so i'm i want to see which 80s movie they incorporate now they they, jump into do you think they can just pull in some other random martial arts 80s movie yeah who is there (laughs) miguel's father is john claude van damme yeah (laughs) (laughs) his dad is uh in blood sport Uh, who else is there? Who's that? The, the the chubby guy with like a ponytail in the show? No, eighties. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah. Do that. He's his father. Totally <laughs> works. Totally works. Um, I think th- the show is already going to get a fifth season. I think they already announced that. Yeah, I think so. And I think because they always allude at the finale, they allude to who's going to be the new bad guy. Oh yeah. And um, I think it's going to be the bad guy from three, but the the one that was like competing, which is the guy from Step by Step. <laughs> Cousin Cody. Cousin Cody. Yeah. I, I was waiting for him to show up now, but I think they're saving him for the next season. So I think he's going to show up next season. Okay. I I like that character from Step by Step. I don't I don't yeah. really know if I liked it. Uh... He lived in a van. Yeah, that was cool. It was like an <laughs> RV, right? It's pretty. It was enough. <laughs> okay. Um, but when I see him like me in number three, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Seeing him in Karate Kid 3 being the, yeah. the bad guy. And he was like worse than Johnny Lawrence. He was just like, oh. I'm going to, I want to break your arms. A real a-hole. Yeah. yeah. Well, Johnny Lawrence was just like, douchebag. This guy is like, no, I'm, I want to kill you. <laughs> I want to kill you, Daniel LaRusso. Jeez. All right. I didn't know. I don't remember the third one that much, I think. It's not that good. It's not that good. They're not even in Japan or anything. No. Yeah. Back to home. Okay. Um, Allie is not even in it. Allie? That's the girl who they're both fighting for in the first one. Right. By the third one, they both forgot about her. I mean, Johnny Lawrence isn't in the third one, right? No. Okay. He's a loser since then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch the fifth season, to be honest, because I'm like, maybe this is enough for me. You will, because I'm going to watch it and you're going to be in the room. I'll have to be in the room and have to watch it. Okay. You're going to hog the TV. Yeah. There's another sh- movie uh, called Sidekicks. It was a show or a movie? It was a movie. Okay. And that was with Chuck Norris. So is that the one with three ninjas? No, that movie is Ninja Turtles and there's four of them. Okay. <laughs> but season four of Cobra Kai, it's, I give it a B plus. Wow. Okay. Considering the first three were like A's. Were they A's really? Yeah. Top notch acting. Best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it feels like a soap opera. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It, like they're just standing there, like almost exaggerating. Like it, I, I couldn't get past it. I, but looking back, like this is pretty good. I, I know the characters, so I can I can get invested for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm gonna go back and watch the other seasons either. You will. Yeah. You're gonna have to rewatch it. You're gonna have to make me. Um, you're right. It is like Disney Channel acting, but imagine a Disney Channel show or Nickelodeon show where they also allowed them to fight. <laughs> There's gotta be something like that already, right? No, they don't let them fight on those shows. I guess they allude to stuff that's not like you know Disney Channel stuff too, but it's yeah. oh yeah. yeah 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 it's definitely YouTube or Netflix. One thing. of them went to juvie in the, sh- in the yeah. show. Yeah yeah that doesn't happen on Disney Channel. Yeah so but it was it was still good still yeah. worth watching. Cobra Kai okay yeah. uh, is that all you got for size stories this week? Until the fifth season coming out yeah okay okay Cobra Kai 
Check that out. That was on Netflix if you want to see it. I want to talk about a movie that we watched together also. It was called French Dispatch. Um, this was... Oh, yeah. Did we not talk about this already? We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Okay. Go I, ahead. I think you... Did you fall asleep in the middle of it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I... Don't, don't say... Don't take that as I didn't like it, though. You were just sleepy. Yeah. I really liked it. I I was surprised how much I liked it. It's a Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. His latest, I think. Um, it's about uh, this character played by Bill Murray, who's like like the head editor of uh i think it's a magazine called the french dispatch and then the actual movie is um stories that he edited or whatever and he's just like telling like three stories in total of this movie yeah and it all comes together because he died in the start of the movie right Mm. and these little stories are really engaging i really liked it i thought some i thought the wes anderson quirkiness was going to get annoying in it because it's just so much wes anderson-ness-y right I feel like in the past, his past like three movies, he's like turned it up like yeah. most Wes Anderson you could get. What are the well, past three? It was this one. Um, was it Isle of Dogs? Maybe Isle of Dogs. And then was it Grand Budapest already? Oh, okay. Grand Budapest. Yeah. Which I recently rewatched and that's still very good. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about in a bit which one was your favorite. But this one, uh, because they're like, it's kind of four stories, right? The one about the head guy yeah. and then the three different little stories that um, his writers wrote and are like explaining to the audience yeah. the stories and the, the, the what happened like one of them features like a killer in a prison that just so happened to be a genius painter like a like yeah. a Picasso or something played mm. by uh, Benicio Del Toro yes and I really that was my favorite that was the first one it was really enjoyable because it, it alludes to him being very demented but it's very like it still has this quick snappy like cinematography of Wes Anderson so it's right. playing it off as not too gory or whatever mm-hmm. even though it's very much like the stuff he does is pretty awful he is i think that is my favorite story of the three yeah there's a lot of like uh i think physical comedy throughout the the movie Mm -hmm. um not so much like someone falling or whatever but like just the snappy quick feeling of everything like shooting the camera to something funny going on yeah even though the characters are still kind of stale in their right. deliveries mm-hmm. dry mm-hmm. The, i'm busting out laughing even though it's not like <laughs> it's not like a laugh out loud whatever it's like the characters are so dry that i'm laughing at it too i don't know how to allude to it right yeah it's very like quirky but i don't know like if you've seen a wes anderson movie you kind of get the idea yeah the same style as like Royal Tenenbaums type of acting yeah and because they're like short concise stories you're not leading into like a character as much as the other movies because mm-hmm. there's so many characters in this because it's just there's different stories it's in almost, one movie it's almost like Sin City or something yeah yeah you get a little <laughs> taste of a, a an actor in a role and then we're moving on to the next story yeah because uh, there's a bunch of stars in this they're, a like, lot uh, like we said Bill Murray Timothy Chalamet uh, um, what's his name the pianist guy what's his name adrian brody, brody. yeah um jeffrey wright tilda swinton william defoe is in this he is yeah for a yeah. little bit yeah, yeah that's true so yeah his scene was like a shot like it's so short yeah i can't believe they signed up these people it's, it's like a long cast i think i think lee schreiber is in it for a second yeah it's it's all the people he usually works with so they're all willing to do like even one scene um takes and stuff so like, like yeah they don't have to be big in, in the role why not yeah because it's like a favor almost like, yeah saoirse ronan is in it for really short amount yeah. of time uh the stories have different takes on them i think the middle one uh it features like a chess match like a big deal about these like college students mm-hmm. fighting in this chess chess match and it's a big activist movement that yeah. they're fighting but for they're, they're like opposite sides but they fall in love or something like that yes yeah it's very 
I, I, I think I got confused with that one because it was half French. Yes. Right? It's called the French Dispatch, but it's like a lot of the characters are French, but some of the actors are speaking English in it. And the actual magazine, it's like released in like middle America, right? I, I'm confused because I think what's going on is this. So this story, this movie is based on a real person. The person is a real head of a magazine. It was okay. actually the New Yorker is the name of the, the magazine. Oh, so he's copying the New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But in this story, it's like this guy is from missouri but he writes a magazine in france or something like that like what it's kind of confusing makes a lot of sense now now i understand why the stories that they're telling are in black and white yeah it's giving that the new yorker (laughs) okay yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and then i think it's like the you know the french vibe of things too like classic so i think what the idea is everyone here is french Uh but the actors don't know french so they're just speaking in english (laughs) and some of them are also speaking in french and that's subtitled yeah you know that's what's going on here. They wanted high caliber of actors to do these roles. Mm-hmm. Just do it in English, right? Obviously. <laughs> um, I think that's what's going on. I, I thought, uh, I, 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 it's got me kind of on a Wes Anderson kick. Like I want to watch uh, a few more of them or rewatch some of them. Yeah. Rushmore I saw was available on stream. I want to see that again. That's my favorite. I don't think I've ever watched uh, all the way through. Was it a Life, 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 Aquatic, Life Aquatic of Steve something? Steve Zazu. Zazu. I've never seen that in full. Uh, I think people say it's his worst, but some people say it's their face favorite uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, it's the most decisive one. Is it kind of like quieter? Because they're like underwater? That's I think it's my not as like, it's going to sound weird, but it's not as laugh out loud funny. <laughs> <laughs> Even less so? Wow, okay, all right. Uh I mean, Royal Tenenbaums is a classic. I've seen that. That's obviously. his most mainstream, I think. I think so, yeah. Because a lot of his other ones are more stylized than that one now, even though that one's still very stylized. Like uh, Darjeeling Limited and like um, Grand Budapest, Moonrise Kingdom. They feel very like, I don't know, not like anything else. They feel of the mind inside Wes Anderson. Yes. Right? This is like... They're all I, from the same like book. Yeah, right. Like maybe book series. It kind of feels like we're seeing the world in the mind of Wes Anderson, yeah. right? Like Because when he directs, he even dresses like the characters. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is he like a weird guy in person? Like I obviously don't know him, but have you seen him in interviews or whatever? I mean... He's just a dude? He's just a guy, but I mean, he likes that aesthetic. Okay, okay. Uh, so is your favorite Rushmore? Probably... Um, um, but I, I was re-watching Grand Budapest, and I think I need to give that a second chance. Okay. I really like Saoirse Ronan, but maybe it was just that one movie that I liked, Lady Bird, but that has nothing to do with it. Okay. But I don't know. She's in that, right? Yeah, she's in that. Yeah, yeah. Do you like um, Isle of Dog? I didn't really enjoy that much. I thought it was nice. I don't think I really want to watch it again. I much prefer Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. I think George Clooney doesn't do that type of thing all the time, right? Like, No, yeah. That's probably the quirkiest thing he's done. Yeah. Also, he we don't see his face. So that's why he did it. He, that's why he did it. <laughs> I was wondering, do you think George Clooney is a good actor? Like a great actor, I should say. Or is he just handsome? I think he's fun to watch. Fun to watch. Yeah. So is he a great actor? That's a different thing. Is he Daniel Day-Lewis? No. There are some very handsome people that I think are great actors. Like, I think yeah. Brad Pitt is probably a great actor. Yeah. I don't think George Clooney's a great actor. I think he's also... I don't think he's that handsome. I think he's just charming. I don't think you're in the demographic. <laughs> uh, I don't I think you're hurting his feelings. Yeah, daddy too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'll just say French Dispatch. I really enjoyed it, but you kind of have to be in the movie for a Wes Anderson yeah. movie, right? I, I like the the third story too about the kidnapped boy. Right, it was yeah. the, uh, the son. Yeah, it was kind of funny too. I think that might be the most funniest one. That was really fun. I think it, it, the son of the chief of the police yeah. got kidnapped, so the police are all on this. <laughs> but it was funny is because like the story he wanted was about the cook. Yeah, there's like a cook for the chief. Yeah. And that's what he went there for was to interview that guy. Yeah. And then he happened upon this whole story about someone getting kidnapped. There's the kid. Yeah. So it's like the title is like about the cook and then the story is totally different. Totally winding around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's like this other added layer of these writers that wrote the story for the mm-hmm. first dispatch and yeah. their lives a little bit and how they're connected to Bill Murray's character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So some fun stuff there. I thought it was interesting. Like it, it almost felt like it could have been just a show. Just little tidbits, maybe an anthology series. So what do you think is your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Um, You know, I did like Darjeeling Limited, but I okay. can't remember that much about it. I just remember they're on a train. Yeah. And are they, are they in India? Is that where yeah, they are? It's, it takes place in India. That's what I remember. That's about it. But I remember enjoying it a whole lot. But I think my favorite is Real Tenenbaums, just because it is okay. the most mainstream, to be honest. Yeah. I still really like that too, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think Ben Stiller is pretty great in that too. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, that would be my pick. I've been wanting to like kind of rewatch other directors that have their specific style so i also watched this movie on netflix that i just happened upon that's old movie called dark shadows yeah i just happened it's a tim burton movie yeah i really liked it i really enjoyed it and i thought this was another throwaway johnny depp movie yeah it's I not liked a it. big deal like i watched it when it came out but i could i never thought about it again i i liked it like i i think it's a it's a pleasure a good movie pleasant movie okay because you know i hate Johnny Depp kind of but mm-hmm. he's doing these performances that changed my mind now now right now um, it's uh, this like vampire this movie kind of just like came and went yeah I think it, it was that but I like this like Victor- Victorian era vibe of aesthetic and stuff so I, yeah. I liked it um, and I've been curious about Tim Burton because I haven't liked a lot of his movies but uh, maybe I just haven't given them a chance yet so I've also watched Edward Scissorhands for the first time on Disney Plus mm-hmm. so I'm on this train trying to figure out what kind of directors I like and I think have you seen I think he did the Sleepy Hollow. I've not seen that. Okay. I think I've seen Sweeney Todd and I did not like it. Yeah. Um, Ed Wood I liked, but it was uh, very kind of depressing at the end. (laughs) Sure, yeah. That that one I I liked. uh, So maybe... uh, I'll try more of the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton. Uh, what about Batman? <laughs> Batman's great. Pretty good. Pretty, I'll say. <laughs> this is my favorite Tim Burton movie. Favorite Tim Burton? Uh, yeah, that's all I got for side stories. These two directors, I'm giving it a chance on more right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I also enjoyed French Dispatch. Yeah, you really enjoyed it? Yeah. You got to watch the part where he fell asleep. Yeah, and that part, I kind of like, that's the part where they're speaking in French. So I was like, well, I'm not going to read. I'm not. I don't understand this. <laughs> All right, um, guys, thank you again for tuning in this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we would also appreciate it if you leave a review. You can do that best on our Apple podcast page. I'll uh, link that in the show notes. And then if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe. Do all that and find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's chat over on those platforms as well. I think we'll be out next week. So we'll be reposting a rerun. Okay. Um, but then we'll be back the week after to catch up on all the news and side stories so until then daniel could you hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book pick it up and read your copy see you later